Welcome back to the Chill Sounds and Breakdowns podcast. We have a very, very good one because today we have the person who saved Daniel Alvarez's life at Chill Sounds and Breakdowns, but we have the honorable, the great, the awesome CK Wisteria. What's going on, my man? Not much. I don't think I actually saved his life. He was he was doing all right. He didn't need an ambulance or anything. He just I don't a, know. He, he was having out. a rough time. He was having a rough time, but uh, he was <clears throat> he was still compatible with life. You know, he was he was doing all right. True, true. He was doing okay. Yeah, it was kind of kind of weird when he started talking about it. Where he was like. Yeah, uh, I think I think you asked him. He's like, "Oh, when's the last time you ate?" He's like, uh, two days ago." <laughs> We're like, "That might not be good." Like, I don't know. Like, that's I don't know. I'm like, I'm not an EMT, but I, I think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have like a preset list of questions that we ask our patients that kind of like narrow things down like that. Mm. And when was the last time you ate? Is a big one because like I'll ask that and I'll be like, "Oh, last week." Like, oh well, I know why you're exhausted. You can't <laughs> around all, very easy. It all entails. But all in all, I mean, other than I mean few little hiccups here and there like it was definitely an awesome day and uh glad that you got to be a part of it actually it was really cool that you were out there doing because i know you do like mm-hmm. art and stuff but you were doing it live so that's, that's absolutely cool. do you, uh do you do that normally like as far as like when you do like pop-up events or anything like that i used to do it well that used to be my day job i was a street artist so i'd i'd go to like the arlington canal and i'd work out there all day mm. or the water gardens here in fort worth and i'd just like paint uh, there all day, but I don't do it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. I work a lot more. I'm in school a lot yeah. more, so it's mostly commissions. But when I can, I do. I, <laughs> sorry, See, I told I you he was gonna Zeddy. Now, if he starts biting, you gotta tell him to get off. Hey, you got it. You got it. Tell calm down. Bites. Calm down, man. Yeah, I do absolutely <laughs> love getting out there and being able to do it in person. Yeah, that's because you were also like showing people like how yeah. to do that. I, I thought that was really cool that you made it a kind of thing like interactive. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? where like people got to kind of help create their own art that they're, you know, trying to, trying yeah. to purchase. I, I feel like once you get involved in, like, art, especially if, like, maybe mm-hmm. that's not something you normally, like, get involved with or, you're, you know, you don't normally paint at home or anything like that, it's kind of cool to have someone who, you know, Absolutely. does it as often as you do um, and, and kind of knows their way around to kind of guide them through. But I saw a few of my friends, like, out there, like, getting little lessons from you and stuff, so I thought that was really neat. Um, how did, like, your, like, journey start, I guess, into, like, art itself? Oh, well, uh, I started, like, spray painting mm-hmm. um, probably about four years ago now. And that was just me coming off of, like, a bad relationship. And I was looking for, like, a bit of catharsis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started painting then and there. And then I started going, okay, well, I, I figured out a few things. I have methods to this. Let's go out and, like, do it in front of people. Because it's, like, what spray painters usually do. They'll, like, you know, obviously they're graffiti artists. Mm-hmm. But they'll also go out and they'll like do live paintings for like tips and stuff and make a little bit of extra side money. Yeah. So it was just like a, a natural progression from there to that. Oh, uh, okay. And, and I and I love painting with people. Like mm-hmm. I'll have people come up to my stall all the time and be like, oh, this is so cool. I wish I could do it, but I'm not creative. And I think that's, you know, bullshit. Like yeah. everyone's <laughs> creative. Everyone has it. Like if there's a, if there's like a ladder you have to climb mm-hmm. on technique, sure, that's there, but you can work through it easy enough, especially if someone's like, here, do this, do this, do this. Makes yeah. it super easy. I guess because at the, at the root of it, that's how every one of us, like, got started yeah. in, like, art. Like, nobody was instantly, like, I guess some people have your natural talent, I guess. But even then, it's just, I think everybody has, like, that natural yeah. talent. It's just being able to build off of it. And uh, I guess some people uh, get discouraged <clears throat> seeing, like, final products of stuff and being like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to get there, but like, mm-hmm. that's, you're looking at the finish line. You got to look at like how to, 
like where you're going to start off to get these things. So I think that's that's really neat that you get to help like people kind of maybe even discover themselves like, oh, you know, uh, I might have a knack for this. And and I think, yeah, you're right. Like the creativity thing, a lot of people think they don't have yeah. like the creativity like um, gene or like uh, just uh, inspiration or something. But sure. I think I think most people sometimes take for granted also the their creativity in other aspects and maybe not be absolutely painting or something like that. Like people who, you know, do manual work. Like there's an art to that. Like there's an, there's an artistry to a lot of things that in creativity, um, that becomes part of like, and just your everyday life that you just take for granted. And you realize that like other people don't know how to do that. Like their brains don't think the same way right. to like get inspired. So I think events like, like, like the one we have and, you know, um, stuff like the stuff that you do kind of help mm-hmm. bring people's creativity out like that but um so you started off spray painting do you just is that like just like anywhere you can like the when you initially started were you just like trying to find <laughs> places to go and yeah <laughs> i mean sort of like uh, it started out super illegal right i like i canvas, allegedly yeah, allegedly. <laughs> canvas is expensive rustoleum and a wall is not you know so like i'd go by home depot and then i'd go somewhere and i'd and i would just try you know mm-hmm. i'd paint i'd look up ideas that people had on youtube and they were like yeah just do this do this and i'd be like okay and and sure it would look like shit at first like you were saying like mm-hmm. we all look at this final product and we're not going to be pleased with our few our first few goes around but yeah. uh if you don't like your final product you're not done with your painting is is what i'm what i'm Ooh, on now okay like so I, I i make tons of stuff that i'm like oh this looks horrible but then i add another layer and another layer and another layer and it looks completely different after like a few more days or weeks or whatever mm. like you can just keep going until it's something worth keeping on your wall. Yeah, I guess the idea of like it's never really kind of art is really never finished um, mm-hmm. if you really want it to be because because of growth and like progression and just like life in general. Yeah. So people, same thing you get like with musicians, like they'll write a song today and you know it's missing that one thing and maybe they don't find it. So like you said, like a few weeks, a month, yeah. a year later, you have artists revisit songs, you know, years later and be like, oh, like this is a totally different like game now you know because of not only what you learn skill wise but yeah. what you experience like in life absolutely um, like you were saying you know what i mean like you came off a breakup that led you into creating you know taking whatever you were feeling you know whether it was sure. like pain or you know whatever you're remembering and take that into turn it into something and and beautiful and that's i think that's what a lot of artists get the ability to do oh absolutely yeah the the outlet and just being able to it's basically just like transforming like energy you know you take you take whatever life hands you and try to create something out of it whether you're a musician or a painter or Mm -hmm. you know any if you if you write um it's it's kind of just taking your own experiences and kind of helps create the idea i guess of of community around it because we're a lot similar like i mean it's it's always like cheesy and corny to say but we're a lot more similar than we try to absolutely uh become different so it's just like the human experience kind of thing yeah we're all just upset you know (laughs) something with it you really yeah you really are and and when you can take it and turn it to a positive for yourself and also somebody else whoever's like looking um, at your artwork, you never know what they're going to take from it. As yeah. far as like, you know, you can paint something and it makes you feel a certain way, but someone else looks at it and gets something completely different. Like yeah, death of a writer, right? Yeah. I, I love that theme, you know, because like whatever you put out there, it isn't for you anymore. Like you're going to have your own feelings about it, but someone's going to see it and go, no, that's, that's, this is what it's supposed to mean. This is what I take from it. Mm. And I dig that. I think that's really cool. It how is. we all have the, our own inflection. There's no 
real control once you once you create it and put it out there then you no longer really i mean you get to be a deciding factor of what that means to people um just like with anything with anything you say and stuff like that yeah um somebody else can see that and see it a different they'll see it from their perspective from whatever their life experience has given them that's what they're going to reflect into what they're looking at which is like again that you have something what i feel like once you create art it's constantly going to be changing forever because yes. of you know people's experience just naturally just going to change going through life so um that's do you do you ever i know i think most artists don't ever really take that into account when they're actually creating it's mm -hmm. really just like you were saying like the catharsis like trying to just get as much as you can out onto canvas you know in your case or like a wall or something just um but do you ever think about um thematically like creating something you know i've tried a lot of times yeah. like it's not something i do much anymore but like i'll go with certain like palettes and themes and like shapes and structure that mm -hmm. i think will like yield this kind of effect that i'm looking for but uh, at the end of the day like someone's gonna look at that and take something completed like we just said yeah but yeah, i have tried you mm -hmm. know or I'll, I'll try to make things look bright and happy or moody or whatever but my stuff is all pretty much abstract unless i'm doing like galaxy paintings or like street art stuff that like people will you know it's just a pretty landscape if mm -hmm. i'm doing something that's just like my weird art stuff um i don't know my, how much theme someone can pull from it except like a general overall feeling or vibe from it. yeah so. and which i mean i've always honestly been a f bigger fan of abstract art because of that reason heard literally i can i can look at anything and, and whatever it makes me feel like it's right you know what i mean like yeah. it's gonna be right because sh the, the painter had an idea for it i'm sure um but at the same time it's still making an emotional reaction and yeah i normally get that a little bit more because when i see something like a portrait I, or you know landscape mm -hmm. you know, paintings or anything like that i try to comprehend I, I look more at the skill level and be like oh that looks really pretty like this was done like that oh but yeah on abstract i feel um you get a lot more participation, it I guess, away, in it. Yeah. yeah, and you, you, I think if you feel a little bit more part of it. That's why, like, I love like modern art. Like, is always like my favorite. Like those museums to go to because it's, mm -hmm. it's always some wild shit that I'm just like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> they were on like, yeah. They were feeling something when they yeah. went for it. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that too. Like, uh, I forgot whose exhibit I went to. I think it was a few years back uh, at the DMA, but it was the, um, uh. I can't remember her name, but it's it's the the glowing pumpkins in like the room of mirrors. I don't know if you saw that. I can't remember. I did not see that. That yeah, sounds so sick. There's like these like glowing pumpkins, and it's like it's a room maybe the size of like this little room here. Okay. And it's just covered in mirrors, and there's just one little walkway, and there's just these glowing pumpkins. Pumpkins, but it's dark in there. Okay. The only thing light source is that pumpkin, and there's this feeling of just like, because I mean. Obviously, the, if you don't know how mirrors work, mirror, like if you have a bunch of mirrors together, it just looks infinitely. So you just see a giant field of like glowing pumpkins, and there's just like this weird feeling of space. You're only in there for like a few seconds, because and you walk back out, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" Like, Was it like a jack o' lantern or like... not, not not carved in? It, they were just like I think they were almost like spotted, like they were orange glowing, and they had like little spots all over them. That sounds sick. Yeah, I... it was like it was super. But again, I'm like, I don't know how like. Like, what's the thought process going making this? Like, did someone just like, oh, okay, like, I'm going to try this. But as far as, like, what I was feeling in there, because uh -huh. I was feeling like, oh, look how small I am in the, like, in the, like, grand scheme of things. And mm -hmm. just kind of being a part of, like, some, all these, like, weird thoughts that, like, I started having. And I'm like, 
they don't have any control over like trying to make me feel that. It's just like, hey, just go in there and see what happens. Like, like I bet this will be weird for you. Yeah, it's basically. It. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the way. It's like, hey, I bet this will make you feel some type of way, and it did. Like, you know, mission accomplished again. <laughs> that's why I love the DMA. They're always like pulling different artists that are kind of weird and yeah. uh, I guess eccentric, and like putting mm-hmm. them in their spot and putting the spotlight on them. That's, yeah, it's awesome to see. Definitely, definitely a fan of the DMA because they they definitely do that a lot, and I I do. Uh, I appreciate the mm-hmm. of something that someone could take just a, a bunch of different takes from uh, because there's no really set emotion that you should have yeah. towards it um, interpreting. Um, I have seen like some of some of your where you experiment with like the like shapes and and things like that. What when you started doing more abstract things is that was that a conscious decision instead of like maybe moving to something like more traditional like art or well. Probably less conscious, more, I don't have a classic training in art, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I, I didn't, like, I, I took art in school, but that was, like, design. That it was, it was super bare bones. It was, this is what colors go together. This is what does what. And so, like, while I have a lot of respect for people that do these awesome portraits and, like, very technical things, mm-hmm. it's just not my road, yeah. you know? Like, uh, and, like, I've gotten more technical over the years. I've gotten a lot better. My tools are a lot better what I know how to do is arguably better. Mm-hmm. So it, it was more of, this is my natural progression. This is what I can do because mm-hmm. I want to do these things. Yeah. Um, and like, I'd love to be able to do like crazy, like realistic art stuff, but mm-hmm. it's probably just not in the cards, you know? Yeah. Like, like we were saying earlier, some people are, you know, everyone's creative, but some people are just, you know, gifted. They just, they just have that. Yeah. And these people that are crazy realistic, sure. They've drilled for like decades to be as good as they are. But they also walked out, and they're like, "I can do this as well." You know, yeah. it was just their, their gift. And it, it goes to also like, explore because even those people who like are very, classically or you know traditionally trained and like uh, schooled, eventually sometimes get to a point where they, want to use whatever they learn and may and create something completely yeah. new. You know, something that's different. You you see that a lot with artists who. Yeah, you see um, artists who oh they can sing and belt out these notes, but they rather like do some really weird songs that like with some weird vocal techniques because mm-hmm. it's not they're saying like oh well you could sing you know traditional songs and, and just be really good at it but also it's like oh i want to use you know what i have to create something you sure. know, new something that interests you i was talking to um uh, the owner actually the um the guy that brought the the ramen truck jesus uh, who runs kentaro uh-huh. um and we were i was speaking to him and he's like yeah like i know how to make you know the the regular ramen that's gonna sell and stuff like that, but also like I need to make things that it's that are gonna, you know, inspire me to want to okay. keep doing a cook. So he was working at a place for a time that he owned that kind of was cutting down that inspiration, being like, no, just you know, we're just gonna make the dishes that like people want and that they sell. And it was kind of it was kind of like uh, killing that spirit for creativity and for actually cooking. And this man had been you know doing uh, being a chef for like over nine years at this point. And his spirit was dying because he had to keep creating. Not he couldn't evolve like his right. creativity. He wasn't allowed to explore it. And now with Kentaro, he still gets to do the traditional things that he you know started his passion for. But he gets to experiment and still make his own things because like nice. apparently ramen like broths are like traditionally take like sixty hours to make. Yeah, and and he was like, and then there's different like adaptations that have been done, and he just how like reigniting the passion with creativity. Um, but you say you don't have a lot of time for like art anymore. Uh, so what what are you up to now? You were saying you were doing school, like yeah, I'm currently in school for paramedicine. Oh, okay, and that it's 
hard as hell. So like I, <laughs> Any, I've heard anything literally almost in medicine. If you go to study, like it's, yeah, it's hard. It has an eighty percent fail rate. So like it's already. Oh my god. There's a lot of attrition. It's very difficult. <laughs> but like, also, I love it. You know. So yeah. like, I'm doing well just because this is my field. This is where I'm like. This is where I'm happiest. I get to help people. I get to learn these crazy procedures that can save lives. Mm-hmm. And that's, for me, that's like everything. But um, yeah, some stuff had to take a backseat, unfortunately. Like, I can't paint as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not writing as much. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I'm over there at Brookhaven. And every day I get to, like, get up and go learn something new, learn something cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah everything well, else what do you think was like a, a moment when you realized you really like loved doing that though? wanted to like do like medicine yeah. stuff oh god man probably when i was a kid yeah uh, yeah honestly just because like when i was a child i wanted to be a doctor because i understood doctors to be people that were like helping and healing mm-hmm. um and then as i got older i was like okay well i don't got doctor money that's that's probably not in the cards yeah. but i can still do these things mm-hmm. and i especially like that it's pre-hospital care i like walking into these ugly situations i'm seeing people in the worst days of their lives you know and and i get to go let's stop this let's pause it and let's figure out a way we can heal this and Mm -hmm. move forward from it it's just i don't know i I don't know if i can put a specific time stamp on Mm -hmm. when i got into it but i can remember being like a nine-year-old kid and buying like first aid manuals just so i could know what to do if things happened really? like i learned cpr from a first aid manual i learned crappy cpr from a first aid manual because <laughs> it's like a 1980 edition <laughs> okay yeah but like i also knew how to like splint an arm and do band-aids and stuff and then as i got older i just started doing that eventually my friends were like oh connor might know what to do with this and yeah and that that evolved that and that's that's where i'm at today you know first responder that's that's true as a first responder you do pretty much get to see the situation probably at its worst you know what i mean because that's you're the first person that shows up on the scene to like all the to the first person people call and you're the one that has to deal with not only like the shock of the person just going through whatever they're going through Mm -hmm. and then helping them manage to get them you know stabilize and try to get them over to like yeah hospital but it's it's your first at least for anyone stuck in that situation, once you see, you know, the paramedic arrive, like, that's when you get your first kind of, like, sigh of relief from, like, oh, okay, like, somebody's coming to help. So, um... It's that or it's the opposite. Like, really? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> how, do you, how do you get the opposite? Well, I also respond to psychiatric calls, you know? Okay. So, like, it's, oh, my God, I'm having a heart attack. The paramedic's here to help me and do whatever they can to save my life. Or it's, I'm having a psychiatric breakdown, and this person wants to take me to the crazy house. And I, obviously, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not there to, like, lock away anybody. But there, there comes points where we have to, like, separate people if they're trying to hurt themselves mm-hmm. or hurt other people. And we have to de-escalate that situation. Not everyone's happy to see me there, you know. Yeah. Or it's, like, a private thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, someone has, like, an embarrassing medical issue, what they consider embarrassing, mm-hmm. at least. Or um, their family doesn't believe in, like, mental health or intervention anything like that so they see me show up there you know in a uniform with other people that are kind of starting to control the situation that's gotten out of hand and they they don't like it they get upset especially like domestic abuse calls i hate to get into something serious like that but like that that's all the time for me they they call us out for these calls that have just gotten out of hand someone's hurt these people obviously need to be separated they see me there, and I'm stepping into their marriage. I'm stepping into their relationship, yeah. and that is a big no-no for them. So I've, I've had dudes get super – I've had men and women get super pissed at me for being there. I've 
I've seen that quite often whenever like the whenever you see like domestic disputes that like even sometimes when you try to get in between because you see like someone you know you know abusing the other uh, the other person and the other person gets like also starts like hurting you and you're trying to help them yeah because it's it's again you're like it's I guess sometimes I feel like this is our problem like we we're trying to take care of it but at the same time you're there because it's like I don't want any of you to hurt each other like, yeah. and and it's not as black and white like in that situation for them um and again it is someone coming in and i guess yeah i didn't i totally like forgot about situations like that and the psychiatric ones are also also pretty wild that you would i I didn't even think about running into people whose families don't believe in like really like mental health treatment like that's gonna be a wild one (laughs) man it's a mixed bag people either believe in like healthcare or they're adamantly against it like I'll, i'll show up for someone who's having the other day I had a kid that was having a diabetic emergency, right? Mm -hmm. And he didn't, none of them knew that he had diabetes. He had developed it at a super young age, but his blood sugar was super low. So he was very confused. He was disoriented. He needed to go to the hospital. He needed to have sugar push so he could, you know, get back to himself and get healthy. that low? Yeah, yeah. But his family, his dad was like, he doesn't need this. This is bullshit. You shouldn't be here. This is embarrassing. He'll just walk it off. And I'm like, he's not going to walk it off. This kid will die. And, I don't know. It, there's always, I can't get too much yeah, more yeah, detailed, yeah. but there's, mm-hmm. there's always cases where someone doesn't believe you should be there, doesn't believe you should be helping. And it's, it sucks to see, but it sucks to do see. Because, I mean, the person making the decisions, like, or even like people probably who don't believe it in themselves, you know what I mean? You might run into like people who are like, what if, you know, the kid was like, like an adult, but he didn't believe it himself and he didn't want the help. So I guess you have people who themselves want to refuse treatment. Absolutely. I'm sure that's a common thing, but that's, that's kind of rough when it involves like uh, anyone who's not making the decision for themselves Mm -hmm. because uh, it can, it can happen, especially, you know, at at any age. I I, I actually like have, um, uh, am diabetic. uh, And I've had that happen to me. Not, not as bad as that, but I've had where I, I didn't even understand completely. I was like, I've always struggled with like, oh, my sugar's been high, but mm-hmm. I've never struggled with it being low. And the one day, it was like, I don't know what's happening to me. I couldn't put thoughts together. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't really even speak like right now. Like I was, I was having like, uh, I try to have lunch like with my girlfriend. I didn't have like an appetite, and I'm just like trying to talk to her. And I can't. She's talking, and I can't really like piece mm-hmm. it together. And then uh, it 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 dawns on her because like she's uh, dealt with like someone in her family who's like that who was diabetic. And he's like, I think your your sugar's low. Like you you like you told me like you're diabetic. I'm like, okay, and I tested and it's crazy low for me. And I'm like, oh okay, like I need to pay attention to these things. Yeah. Just in time, we're talking about taking care of each other, taking care of yourself. Oh, you Don't ever not eat for two days. It was. Oh yeah. What a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna say it wasn't two days. Oh my god. that's, yeah. that's my. <laughs> It's sure. Yeah, I had an award from work that I'm gonna <laughs> throw in the trash right after this. You gotta throw in the trash. Yeah, man. Like it's just like some corporate. Here, hold on. Oh, Yo, let's yeah, see. Hold it's on. A, it's see. a five-year pin, so this is just like a terrible reminder. <laughs> I isn't that okay? That's funny. We're going way off subject to where we were, but it's fine. That's exactly what I thought when I got like my yeah. my job, and I've been there. I've been there oh, for ten too years. long, right? Oh yes, man, look I got, at that. they gave me a little cube, and I'm like. Oh, 
It's just a reminder that I'm still here. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to hang like, this anywhere. Like you think I want this in my house? I'm like, I don't want Bitch. to remind myself <laughs> that I'm still here. They, they also like, sent me a mini grill, and that was okay because it doesn't uh, have my company name on it. But like, I'm still not happy At least it functions, it. you know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is literally just a little, like, you know, like that. And it's just like, yeah, you're still here, dude. Like, <laughs> I haven't used it yet. What's this plaque? I gave it to myself. <laughs> nice. It's not even mine. It's not yours, but it's your name. <laughs> yeah. You're telling me what is it? Your because uh, it's congrats. The automotive international refrigeration. Oh, it spells air. <laughs> Anyways, congratulates Daniel Alvarez for earning the extra dollar nice. attendance award. Yeah, <laughs> the extra Daniel. dollar attendance award. What the hell is that? How does that like? I, what does that mean? Like, did you get an extra dollar for like showing did up he every get day? An extra dollar? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> Did that if that award didn't come with a dollar, then it's worthless. Is it one extra dollar or is it per hour? That's that's what matters. If it's per hour, it's just $1. that's probably decent. Well, here you go. There you go. There now you we're go. looking at stuff. Just, I don't know. I found it. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, okay, bye. goodbye. <laughs> Are you leaving again? Okay. Anyways, minus the interruption from Daniel. Uh, he's a cool dude. He's he a is. Cool dude. All right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, like it, it. It took her really realizing that. Oh, okay, something's something's off. Like recognizing uh-huh. and something that I wasn't familiar with. But again, I was willing to take help from something. But may, I honestly probably would have been one of those. Like no, like like why would we like call yeah. someone for help or then like and check um, if someone was calling outside of it. So like it's I, I can definitely see that happening. Um, a lot of people don't. And for me, for a lot of years, it was like I didn't want to admit there was something wrong. So sure. it's like, oh, it's uh, it's weird. But it's just, uh, I even taken upon myself to be like uh, a little bit like uh, you grow up in like Hispanic families sometimes where it's like, oh, as long as you go to the doctor, like nothing will be wrong. Like they won't find anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, it's funny to kid around sometimes. But then when it's like actually like an actual concept that people do, yeah. it's a little concerning because it's like, no, um you know, some uh, there's some family members I've tried to talk to. Like, oh, you should go, like, so they can like help out. And if there's something, like, do some blood work. Tr- you know, start start doing some work now, like towards it, and start looking at. It. And it's like, nah, like I'm good. And it's it's just, I guess it's it's a balance between what people are wanting to, yeah, actually like help themselves and 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 then people don't want to over worry because I know like stress and I I didn't know how much stress was involved into like actually you know exacerbating whatever like yeah. like medical conditions you have and i and that's insane where like oh you know like uh stress can affect your blood sugar level it's like what like, stress like, can affect every aspect everything of your life. Yeah. and that's that's insane to me how much that and how much i did not pay attention to what stress was causing because i'm right. like oh if you stress out it's just i was like oh stress it's just mental i'm just gonna be you know stressed out but it like you know physically it's physiological yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's in, that blew my mind when that was finally put together for me mm-hmm. i'm like so i have to really like once you like start taking care of like your stress and anxieties and stuff like that you you start to see like a way like an increase and just like your better, body starts yeah. responding like oh blood pressure goes down blood know. pressure uh for me it was like being able to sleep I was yes like, wow absolutely. like this is, it's insane what like a little bit of you know uh taking time to take care of those um just even uh just a few minutes of meditation like when you can like uh taking walks like i that was what started in mind i would just like go outside and take walks and just have a few moments to like okay activity nothing strenuous i was just like going on little walks and it was just like oh okay it calms my mind for the you know the morning or the evening whenever i was doing it i'm like and it immediately started like yielding results with stress is insane how much that absolutely affects you um 
It'll put you away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So stop stressing out, people. But um, you were mentioning that you also write, and I actually saw that you you have you had like some stuff like published before. I think I I've had some small things published. Yeah. I'm working on publishing my first like big novel. You know, so like, oh crap! Like I'm aiming that for like December or January this whoa, year. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, right around really? the fucking corner. Um, oh, I was supposed to get published a long time ago. Well, I'm self-publishing now. Yeah, yeah. But like way back in March, I landed a publishing deal with a house I was really excited about. Mm. And then I think we all remember what happened at the end of March, but like that kind of got <laughs> shut down. Really, sorry, March 2020. I should. Yeah. Oh, okay. Specific. I was gonna say. I was like, okay, which March? <laughs> yeah. Which? I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. Like COVID, COVID dropped right after. Um, dropped like it's a fucking album. I, <laughs> COVID came out right after uh, I, I landed this deal and. Uh, I don't know. That was that was world crushing. Wow, I can't imagine. Especially yeah. like you're saying, it's with like an actual like publishing house that you you. I was super super excited because like it's a lot of work to get that. Not just like writing the book is the easy part. Typically, like you'll 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 get that out. That'll feel good. You'll enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You'll get it edited. You'll be like, yeah, I have a book. And then and then you're stuck at that point. You're like, oh, I should do something with it. Yeah. So I, I reached out to agents because you have to get an agent to get a publishing house usually. Mm. And you have to – it's almost like getting into college. You have to write a query letter, which is basically like an admissions essay. Mm-hmm. And, and then you'll send that off to them. And they'll be like, oh, okay, this book sounds like decent enough that I'm going to put my time into it. I'm going to work on getting you published. So I landed an agent. I was super excited about that. That meant mm-hmm. the world to me. Like I'm, I'm doing big things, cool. Yeah. And then they went out and they started like smoothing into a deal with a house that I wanted to work with, and got all the way to like the contract bits. And we're like nailing it down. I'm like, I'm gonna be a real author. This is really gonna go places. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. It's a, it's a nice house. So I know like I'm gonna make money off of this. And then, and then COVID came, and they were, and they, they just shut their doors for a little while. They, wow. Yeah, yeah. It, they were like, we, we don't feel like we can take a risk on a new author at this point. So mm-hmm. we're gonna. We're gonna step back, and we're gonna flood our like established authors with tons and tons of money, so they can sell way, way more books. And wow, yeah. man, that's that is I don't I don't know. That's that's so hard. I I don't know how I can't even put it to words. It like, sucks. Exactly. Like, I was like, can't even like say anything. That's that sounds awful. Like to I to, to be that and, close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to sit down and just just you know breathe it out and be like cool with it. Like that that's fine. Now I'm I'm self publishing. Yeah. Doing on my own. And which is harder, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> but like every bit of profit I get goes to me. Every bit of accolade that I get goes to me. So I'm I'm still excited for it. You get that, and uh, man, it's it's one of those that's intensely, you know, hard. I guess when it happens, but I guess you have to take as much as you can, yeah. like learn from it, and like uh, what sure. you, what you gain from the the whole process of it. And you know, figure out a way to still still come out with like what you need to like you you still put work into like creating like this uh, this book and you know for one you know step back to to just you know bury that would be just awful like that's not Absolutely. what your work merits. Um, I guess speed it's talking about that. What's what's the book about? Well, it's called The End of Echoes, and it's this like paranoid cyberpunk thriller that i got going on it's, it's okay. very action oriented and i don't know i i used it as kind of a like way back when, when i started writing it it was a way of talking about what i feel is culturally and structurally wrong with our government mm-hmm. and 
then that just kind of segued into like what kind of relationships I'm interested in characters seeing. Okay. So uh, it's it's very damn. Mm-hmm. If I had my like summary on me, that'd be really that'd be... <laughs> sick right now. But very um, a lot of conflict between government mm-hmm. and like underground and everything in between. It without spoiling things because I'm getting Don't into that right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying not to. it's <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll send you a copy. It'll yeah, be- absolutely. I I am. Honestly, as soon as you said that, I was like, that's so cool. I had a similar experience when, like, I met someone who was an author and who was, like, from here. And mm-hmm. I, like, it just blew my mind. I was like, wait, you write, you write books? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's like, oh, and they um, they were they were from here. They were from Fort Worth. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I have a series. And I'm like, that's insane. Because, like, writing a book seems so, it's, again, it's when you're out of your, like I said, I'm creative. Like, I, I feel like I'm creative in, like, some things that I create. Like, I, I'm a musician, so I'm like, oh, I yeah. know how to you know, write music and stuff, but seeing someone else create an art form as far as, like, a book goes, I'm like, I don't know how to do that at all. Like, I don't know how, like, where would you start? It's kind of what I, I think. I don't know so, how to do that But, all. I mean, but you did it. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, like, there's there's things that you find how to do, and uh, that's a fascinating journey because, like, you at one point decided, it's like, oh, I like writing this and I'm going to write a book. Mm. Maybe not all at once, but maybe it, it built up. Like I said, it started off yeah. with, like you just finding a way to, to speak about uh, about these situations, these things. And eventually, uh, you know, on your way there, pretty much taught yourself and figured out a way how you were going to write your book. You know what I mean? And, um, that's, that's just so fascinating to me, like how you oh, thanks, had dude. to be able to, to, to put that together. Even, like I said, um, without even reading it yet, I, I just think whoever... Because again, like art and and books and music, everything is subjective um, to who who your reader is or who's listening or anything like that. But the sheer just effort and in put into creating an actual like you know novel or like people musicians who make albums, all these things is just already commendable like enough yeah um that i'm just excited definitely to, to read that oh, especially cause, like i know like the person who's like writing it that's yeah, awesome that's nice it's like uh you know, I'm sure, like, the music you make, it's what you like, right? Yeah. Like, you, like, you listen to stuff, and you're like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I want to make my own, like, spin on it. And that, that was the same thing for me. I, I just wrote what I like and what I wanted to see in a book. Yeah. And now I've got this little thingy that i got to, like, show other people, <laughs> I guess. It's like, I guess I'll yeah. show other people. I'm like, fine. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah, yeah, definitely get paid if you're putting in that much effort. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know exactly the effort that you put into these things. And and Years. one of the things about art that that brings also fulfillment out of everything is sh- the the sharing part of it. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it is scary at first. You know, sometimes depending on what I think anything any form of art that you create is a part of yourself. So Absolutely. Sharing it is sharing yourself with other people. And yes, like criticism of your artwork will always yeah hit you know hit home because i hit you because it's at the same time it's you you know what i mean oh like, so God. it's hard now, it's gotta be like <laughs> that nailed something for me because like i i sent it off to reviewers that's mm. what i'm waiting on right now i have people that are currently reading it that actually like do book reviews okay and then i'm gonna take their reviews i'm gonna put that on like the face of my book i'm gonna put that like in the like the description of the book like who said this about what you know oh just like i've always wondered that yeah yeah, yeah. books come with the reviews already like (laughs) like, 
And like, I'm biting my nails because I didn't just send it to nice people, you know? I sent it to people oh. that are going to look at this and be like, this was shit. Never write again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just, I don't know. I'm excited and nervous to see what people you have just to say put the negative it. comments on the deck. <laughs> yeah. No, um, and like, I've, I've sent it to friends, but you know, friends are always going to be like, yeah, this is dope. This mm. is this is next level stuff. This is great. But it, it's when you send it to someone that doesn't know you, doesn't care about you or like yeah. your success that you really get the heart of it you really get oh this could have been done better here maybe you should not be stupid here and mm -hmm. just that kind of stuff and yeah it's 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 and uh, i guess object uh, just being objective about like i said if you send it to someone that they don't know you they don't mm -hmm. know like your situation where you grew up uh, anything about you then they're just gonna review what's in front of them they're just gonna Absolutely. read it and and again that is still there yeah, opinion on it, but still you'll get someone's you know completely objective opinion. It'll yes, it'll still be subjective based on whatever their situation is, what they prefer, things like that. But at least structurally, you might get like some insight. Um, and that's one thing actually. Uh, I was speaking to um, a few people now, but uh, I remember uh, Far from uh, Farhad from Pages Turn. We were speaking about that, but having people around you to tell you like what they mm -hmm. really you know think about. Um, you know, in their case, music, and to be honest with you, and honest feedback, um, with with books, it, it, same thing. You'd have to find somebody around you who is going to be honest with you, but at the same time, who, I guess, in a way, knows what they're talking about as yeah. well. Like someone who's kind of versed in it. Because if I, I definitely, if I read a book, it's definitely out of just pure enjoyment, and I need to do a lot more reading. So if you send me a copy, I want to add. Oh, thanks. That'll man. help me. That'll help me knock two birds with one stone, right? Because I, um, because I get, I do, I don't read often, but when I get a book that I like read that I like, oh yeah, I'm just like this is the best thing in the world. I was like, this is why people, and I, I literally sit there and I'm like, this is why people read books. Like, cause this is awesome. Like yeah. again, the, I think, I don't know. I think, um, I can't remember who, uh, uh, who wrote it, but, and it's, it's uh, probably the last book I read was, uh, gone girl. But the way that was written, um, I was just enthralled and I was just like, what like this is great and then i saw the movie and i'm like and i used to think yeah movies are better like they're visual stuff and i'm like no dude like the way i read this book like was way more like detailed and i like the way this and that and not knocking movies or anything but just in this case i'm yeah like, i was like oh like this is why people like prefer books sometimes or people just enjoy reading books um because there's a way that, again with with that type of art you also get to be a little bit more involved in it. Yeah. you get to obviously those voices there's nothing like audio recorded so those voices are going to have to be in your head you're going to have to create what you know what the surrounding like words the way you're describing your characters that's the way i'm going to invent a voice for way them. more groundwork so you get a you get a little bit more participation in the art which i think is why books get to be a little bit more fulfilling in that case where you get to kind of be more of a part of it but that's that's really cool that you've been working how, like how long have you been working on that you think all together oh man um i started the bones for it probably in like 2019 mm -hmm. so not 2019 sorry more like 2016 oh wow yeah so oh, a while ago um but the, back then it was a different idea like mm -hmm. it was a different set of characters it was a different issue that i was taking with people and over time like it, it kind of came together then i went back and i smoothed it all over mm -hmm. and added like with paintings i added layer after layer after layer until these bones like had a full body and most recently i went back probably 2020 and I refurbished it one last time mm -hmm. and just 
and just took like another look at it. And the cool thing about this is since it took like five years for me to write this big ass novel, um, I had, I got to see all these different stages of who I was because I, I was 18. Uh, yeah. Now I'm 25, you know? Um, and so all this time went into it, all this character development on my side went into it. So I had to see like where I went from being a pissed off teenager to being mm-hmm. like a semi well-educated and rational adult. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I love seeing that. I love seeing like the kid that I was grow into like the person that I am. And like, I, I still got plenty of distance to go there. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. It was, it was neat to see. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, the, what just kept popping into my head was like, you watched your own character development through your own characters developing, yeah. like in your, in your novel, I'm sure. Like, so that's, that's really that's a really cool way to for you to reflect back on like i said growth because growth is is so neat to see it's it's kind of hard to tell when you're in it like, mm-hmm. because we're i mean we're always in it sure but whenever you finally like take a step back and you know in this case you know being able to see from 18 to 25 and be like this is a big difference and it's like it was all um the thing the thing that i've come to realize is like this was all necessary like even though, like, the way you are now is definitely, like, you know, miles away from who you were, yeah. you realize that every one of those parts, however you were, like, I- I've had moments where I'm like, oh, shit, like, I was uh, really shit here and really, I was like, yeah, but the reason I am as happy as I am right now and as uh, well-rounded, well-adjusted um, and more comforting towards people, more, you know, more, uh, you know, empathetic towards yeah. people, it's because I, I had this trajectory, you know, so being able to see that through your writing, you know, I'm sure was super interesting just to like, is, be able yeah. to witness. Um, that's really, that's a really cool way to look at like your growth and stuff. But I, I guess, you know, people, you know, artists get to see that because they keep leaving a bit of a footprint like yeah, behind them, you know what I mean? With, with drafts of the same thing or if you're putting out stuff like with artists get to see the music they first started out making to what they make now and and again none of it as much as like sometimes i feel like we want to be like oh you know like i don't like this song anymore like it's super old but you realize like when you take a look it's like oh where was i when i wrote this like oh i had just started playing like maybe a few months ago isn't that like this is as best as i could and it's like look at it now like look at it as i kept going with it or you realize like uh when this situation arose, you know, let's say a, a breakup, you know, you know, losing a friend, anything like that. Sure. Seeing how that affects you and being able to see back um, your the highlights of, of, you know, life. Just and they go, what were the ups? What were the downs? And they're all part of you know, the cool. art you created along the way. So that's that's really interesting. And I'm, I'm man, I wish you the most luck on that. Hey, um, thanks. I, I know we're giving you as much. Uh, definitely send anything you can our way as you can. We'll. Sure. push it as much as possible because like you want like a hard copy or you want a pdf oh, yeah. whatever you want to send me if you got books i'll buy a book like i said i'll be your first customer if anyway hey man i appreciate I you um because yeah that's 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 the whole point of like i love about doing this doing the podcast is that i get to talk to people about what they're doing passionate about that's like literally that's one of my favorite things to do before i was doing podcasts like mm-hmm. talking to someone about something they love and they're super interested in, like, they, you'll have me. Like, I don't care what it was. Even if I didn't know about you, I was like, and I, I was like, okay, explain it to me. Like, what do you, what do you mean? What is this? And that's all this is. I'm literally just talking to people who enjoy doing something and they get to talk about that's it. That's you know? and, and so I just get to learn so much from people. And and if we can help and if this can help, because that's, that's the whole point of what we want Chill Sounds to be um, going forward is just a something to showcase 
community to see all these people come from different mm -hmm. you know different backgrounds different parts of town different parts of everywhere and being able to realize like oh we can we can culminate together we have some things in common maybe i don't listen to this artist or this type of music but you know it's got something in common that i can hear with yeah. this like maybe i didn't come for music came to see some art and you see some you know you want to try some food that's there and something different you haven't tried before again it's all about discovery it's all about showing um love how you know love literally brings us all together and we just have such a fun time um again chill sounds i think made a really good example of that of everybody absolutely that came together. and uh again man i just wish you the most luck on all your projects and you got a lot going on right now like artistically and professionally and you got you got a lot on your plate at the moment <laughs> i do but like hey like you were saying about chill sounds and breakdowns this it's a super awesome event, man. It's like one of the coolest things I've seen in years. Like the like the people that you bring on for like music, they're one thing and they're awesome. But like to throw like vendors and artists and all these other like tiny like niche communities together and make it work, that it's incredible to see. That yeah, it was I just always I keep commending Daniel on this stuff and it just the idea i was like when did you have this idea and it's like oh it started off as one thing and it just built from there and then once you're in it is when you realize what the potential of it was which the potential was really at the root of it was let's bring people together who maybe don't normally like go to something together or yeah. talk to each other and let's bring them together and just have a sense of harmony and community around people and everybody there felt like they were just part of like yeah. a day like they were part of something it's awesome that was just hey let's everybody have a great time together and i felt like that that's what i felt the entire day even like when i was me and like daniel had to be running around um doing like some of the preparations and things like that and even like <laughs> little health scare with daniel <laughs> uh we just gotta remind him i'm to glad he's doing better some more. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i told him that day i was like hey so we're gonna have a conversation about you taking care of yourself he's like i know i know I was like no 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 not today you go and have we're, we're having today I was like, you feel better oh, but later day. Well, I was like, i'm so about? glad his mom showed up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's my favorite thing in healthcare. like when i when i, when I get somewhere and someone needs something but they're like no no, no i'm good and then their mom shows and i'm like you tell him. Yeah, you like, tell him you, what he needs to you'll, do. You'll be able to get through to him. If anybody can, like, you're going to be able to. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's the whole point of that. that. Everything we have planned going forward, including this podcast, including the festival, everything we're trying to build off of has now rooted into that idea, into a how do we, you know, help you know, artists, uh, anybody who is doing anything creatively that just wants to get a message out there, get their artwork out there, just get their efforts heard. Um, heard. Being, you know, being an artist myself, I know how much that means, yeah. you know, to me, to people like that, to just be heard, to be, you know, uh, someone else gets to see your perspective for a second, um, whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's art, paintings. Um, it's, again, it's just spreading a part of yourself to, like, people and then to be accepted for it and people being able to, um, enjoy it and partake it and get a new perspective on things incredible. Um, is incredible yeah it's great it's one of the things why I enjoy this podcast as much because as, as much as I enjoy talking to people about their passion it also shows me how many different types of people there are and how many different other uh, just lifestyles people have had like people have lived a different life than I have mm -hmm. and it's just perspective is I think one thing a lot of people 
either restrict themselves from or lack because they won't open themselves to it sometimes. Um, So just speaking to people, I think to other people who um, you might like in this case, like I think uh, this is really like our first time really like sitting down and talking to each other again. Like it's something we were pretty much strangers at this point. And Mm -hmm. like we just had a, you know, very nice like conversation and talked about like different things that that even like I don't like I'm not a painter. Like I'm not like I don't write novels and think, but we were able to relate to each other. And that's the whole point of it. Like, in one aspect or another, like, we're all kind of, like, connected and community and stuff. Yeah. So I think, I think that's really nice. I think you're doing some awesome stuff uh, along with saving lives and creating <laughs> lives with, with your writing. Oh, creating. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about EMS. Still. I, I delivered a baby oh, no. the other day. What? It blew my fucking mind. <laughs> on, Sorry what? to derail it. No, no, it was great. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, it wasn't. No, it was, it was great. No, it was really yeah. cool. But, yeah, I, I delivered a fucking baby the other day, and that... It was my second time doing it, but like, so sweaty, dude. It was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, that, that's like the like the ends and the tails of it. But yeah, she called us for like stomach pains, and like she didn't know her water had broken, and she was like, I- "I'm good, I'm good, I'm sure I'm fine." But then she was crowning, and I'm like, mm, and like, <laughs> like, get the OB kit. We're doing some stuff right now, and I don't know. It, it, it came out great. Healthy baby. Yeah. Uh, they're doing awesome. Uh, they went to the hospital immediately after. Mm-hmm. Mom's in good condition. Baby was in good condition with me. So it, it was as good as it could have been. But yeah, fucking terrified me. Damn, man. That's that's some gangster shit. You see the <laughs> see cable stereo, man. Doing baby calls. Some- Delivering babies over here. Ah, <laughs> don't remind me, <laughs> man. <laughs> baby, like pediatric baby. and baby calls scare the absolute fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm like, this better work out for the best. Oh my gosh, and it did. Oh, like, look, it did. You know, good, it did. good stuff. That means you know. Let's take that as an omen. Good things coming. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Out of you know. Good things here, man. Maybe not as messy, but hopefully. <laughs> yeah, not as messy. Oh my god. <laughs> But man, uh, thank you, thank you for coming all this way and stopping Absolutely, by and talking to me. I, I definitely appreciate you. Um, as soon as you have anything that's coming out, let let me know, and Absolutely. I will do my best to uh, promote it as much as possible. Yes, sir. Um, I definitely wish you the best of luck on everything you're working on, and I'm sure we'll probably have you back here again, and we'll we'll awesome. talk some more, man. This is this was fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Right. This has thank been sick. Thank you guys for listening, uh, watching. Uh, look up anything. You have anything you plug? I don't know if you have a separate Instagram for your stuff. Oh. I think you just have yours, right? I just have my like Facebook and my art page, but you can find my art page. It's just uh, it's CK Wisteria on on Facebook. Perfect. You know, it's there. I'll link all that stuff somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening and watching. We'll see you guys later.